Recently, I came across a story in the New York Times which took my breath away, titled, He was shot and paralyzed 37 years ago. That's not how the story ends. 37 years ago, then 13-year-old Jeff Williams was playing with his brother, Reggie, and their friend, Maury, in a house in the Bronx. They just finished eating lunch, and Maury went to get a surprise for his friends. He took out his uncle's gun, spun the chamber, pointed it around, showed it off. Reggie freaked out. Put that away, it's not safe. It's totally safe, said Maury, pulling the trigger to prove his point. It wasn't safe. The gun was loaded. Jeff collapsed. A local newspaper covered the story with a short article, all of four lines. It read, a 13-year-old boy who was shot accidentally by a 15-year-old friend playing with a gun in the Bronx remained in critical condition yesterday, authorities reported. The victim, Jeffrey Williams of the Grand Concourse, was in intensive care at Lincoln Hospital. Police said a bullet from a 22 caliber gun had lodged near his spine. Williams was playing with his 14-year-old brother and the 15-year-old friend in the fourth floor hallway of a building on Nelson Avenue about noon Friday when the shooting occurred, police said. That was it. The story focused on that gunshot as if that were the whole of it. There was no mention of Jeff's prognosis, of his probable and ultimate paralysis. No mention of what happened to his brother or to his friend. The story was incomplete. And so, 37 years later, Jeff Williams tracked down the reporter who wrote those four lines because he wanted to tell him what happened in his life. He wanted to make sure that reporter knew that our lives are not defined by what happens to us, but by how we choose to respond. And Jeff thought it would be pretty cool if someone took his life story and turned it into a movie. You can always hope. This is the lesson of our season. A few weeks ago, we marked Tisha B'Av, the day on which we fast and mourn the destruction of our temple, the day on which we remember every painful loss, every gunshot, every trauma in our history. Tisha B'Av asks us to focus on what happened to us, to feel that pain as if it were unfolding today. But Tisha B'Av is one day, one day that comes and goes, and after it come the seven weeks of consolation, 
the month of Elul, which we enter into today, where Tisha B'Av asks us to focus on what happened to us. These weeks of consolation, the month of Elul, ask us how we will respond. How will we make sure that this coming year will be a better, brighter, happier, more successful year? What are we going to do? And so on this Shabbat of Labor Day, we have some spiritual homework. Let's return to Jeff's story as we look for how we do this important work. On that hot summer day, Maury and Reggie picked Jeff up off the ground and carried him down four flights of stairs to the street level where they hailed a taxi cab to take him to the hospital. So they spent the whole ride panicking, figuring out what their story was going to be and decided that when they got to the hospital, they were going to tell doctors that Jeff had been hit by rival gang fire. It was only when Shalia, Jeff's mother, arrived at the hospital that the truth came out. Reggie blurted out, Maury didn't mean to do it. Police wanted to arrest Maury and his mother for the shooting and for illegal possession of a firearm. But Shalia refused to press charges. As she said, the boys were in the house together. It could have easily been my boy who shot the other child. You have to look at these things from all sides. They were just kids. It would have been so easy for Shalia to blame Maury, to blame his mother, his uncle. It would have been so easy for her to be consumed with rage at what happened to her child, but instead, she chose compassion over anger, forgiveness over resentment. In the language of Jewish tradition, she chose to judge favorably, to see the best in every person, Dan Lakaf Schut. And so our first challenge of this season is this. Can we look around and see every person in our midst in the best light? Can we imagine other perspectives? Can we choose the high ground? Shalia went easy on Maury and his mother, but she did not allow Jeff to take an easy path. She would tell him every morning, get up, get your clothes on, get your shoes and socks on. Are you going to wait around all day for me to carry you up and down these stairs? No need in crying. You need to get in your wheelchair and treat it like a Rolls Royce. It's going to get you everywhere you need to go. Her belief in her son, her confidence that this was the beginning of his life, the beginning of his potential, allowed him to see his own potential. Jeff graduated middle school, high school, and the John Jay College of Criminal Justice all with honors. He went on to get a job at the Palm Olive Gate mailroom where he dazzled management with his commitment and work ethic. 
He came in rain or shine, and on snowy days, when other able-bodied employees would call in sick, Jeff would risk the weather in his chair to make sure he never missed a day of work. Jeff went on to open up his own real estate company. He became a motivational speaker. And he's adventurous, too. He drives a three-wheel slingshot motorcycle with customized hand controls and never misses an opportunity to go hang gliding, water skiing, dune buggy driving, or jet boat racing. He dreams of learning how to parasail. As Jeff put it, I never looked at what I could not do, only at how I could do what I wanted to do. I never knew what I could not do, only how I could do what I wanted to do. This is such a Jewish move. Today, we read from our Torah. But remember, this is not the original Torah. The original Torah that Moses went up to Mount Sinai for was shattered in rage when Moses comes down to see the golden calf. The Jewish people could have spent our lives, our histories, bemoaning the loss of this original Torah, bemoaning the loss of the Torah written in God's own hand. But instead, we as a people affirm this is our Torah, Vezot HaTorah. We read this Torah and live our lives based on the Torah of now. And so our second challenge is this. In this season, will we pick up the broken pieces and move forward? Or will we allow that brokenness to dictate the course of our lives? The third challenge is the hardest. After the shooting, Maury visited Jeff in the hospital every day. When Jeff moved home, Maury visited him at home almost every day. Jeff was worried that Maury was just coming because he felt guilty. He told him, you don't have to come every day. I've already forgiven you. But Maury did. He kept showing up. Now, those days, it was before the Americans with Disability Act. So it was hard to navigate the streets of New York. But Maury carried Jeff's chair. He helped him up and down the sidewalks without ramps. He drove him where he needed to go. And they would hang out together. They went out to find ladies at bars, where they would lie and say that Jeff had been hit by a bus. Maury introduced Jeff to the woman who would become the mother of his only child, and to the woman who is now his wife. And their friendship goes both ways. When Maury was arrested in a separate case and sent to Rikers Island, Jeff visited him there as often as he could. Jeff showed up at every court date. He wrote petitions for his release, and he wrote letters to Maury in jail to help him keep his spirits up. Maury still has those letters. He still treasures them. His favorite one has one line, one line from Jeff which reads, If I could walk again, or you could have your freedom, 
I would choose for you to have your freedom. So profound. Here is a man who lost his ability to walk from a choice he did not make, mourning the loss of a friend, the situation of a friend, which was precipitated by choices he made. Every spiritual tradition teaches us to forgive, teaches us to move forward, but how do we do that? Jeff and Maury didn't do that by setting out to forgive, setting out to move on. They did that by showing up, by being present for one another. That's our question in this season. We're going to be inadvertently hurt in this world. But when someone hurts us, can we still show up? Can we show up for the potential of healing? Can we show up and work through and move forward? Tisha B'Av is over. The season of consolation is now. As we move into this month of Elul, can we see everyone with compassion? Can we pick up the broken pieces, stand hand in hand with empowerment? And can we move forward into a brighter tomorrow? That's our work.